Welcome back to another episode of the Terra Dome Highway Podcast, a horror movie podcast. This is episode three. I'm your host, Sid Davis. You can find this show exclusively on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are available. You can follow me on Instagram at Terra Dome Highway Podcast. You can send emails to Terra Dome Highway Podcast at gmail.com for any questions horror movie related or if you want to give me suggestions on things that you think I might not have seen anything obscure shoot those emails my way once again that's Terradome Highway Podcast at gmail.com so today's film we're talking about Red Eye came out in 2005 starring Rachel McAdams and Killian Murphy and here's the trailer Very delayed flight to Miami. Mm-hmm. Yep. You? Sadly, yes. Mm-hmm. That's why God created the Tex Max. Best notches in the airport. CBC? Oh, uh. Hi. Hi. What do you have? To always looking forward. Cheers. Hi. That's actually my single. You're kidding. You're not kidding. So what are the odds, huh? I know. You're not stalking me, are you? No. (gasps) So what do you do? The other day, I said it on my other podcast, The Social Introvert, and someone said, no, it's pronounced Killian Murphy because I said Cillian Murphy, and I I don't know. I saw the name, and I, you know, the way that it's pronounced, I just, I guess I thought it was pronounced Cillian Murphy. Don't kill me for it, but hey, it's it's Killian Murphy. Sorry. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, this movie sits at an 8.6 on Metacritic, certified fresh with a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 3.2 out of 5 on Letterboxd. I was kind of surprised by the ratings of this movie. I remember it being advertised prior to when it came out, and I'm thinking it was just this low scale, just, I don't know, just a very low stakes film. And I only saw a few promotional posters and a couple of tv spots it wasn't a whole lot of them so i'm thinking that this movie i guess got some attention but not the attention that it was supposed to get and i was sadly mistaken pardon me because this movie had a 26 million dollar budget and the box office overall 
was at 96.2 million. So it was a box office success. I believe it's set in theaters. Let me see. It says it's set in theaters for eight weeks. And for that to make that much money in that amount of time is pretty decent for what this movie is. As Wes Craven is not your typical horror film. This is more so a thriller, mystery, and I, I like it. I really like this movie. I'll give it, I'll go ahead and give my rating right now. I, I give it an 8 out of 10. And I know it sounds a little crazy. This isn't a movie that gets talked about a lot. But re-watching it, I'm like, this is this is pretty damn good. Like, I, I really like this. And back then when this came out, I was around maybe 15 going on 16 years old. I wasn't fully paying attention to the details of this movie. I'm not aware that Rachel McAdams' character as Lisa was a hotel manager. I wasn't thinking about that. I I really wasn't paying attention to the fact that Killian Murphy was this man who sent out assassination hits on in his his current uh, hit list. The person that he was going after was a politician. And Killian Murphy's character, who he plays Jack Ripner, which happens to be my only gripe with this movie is that name is he introduces himself to Lisa as Jackson and states that he hadn't been called Jack since he was maybe like 10 years old. I I felt like it was too on the nose and a little too cheesy. I don't know. Maybe it was cool and genius to others. But to me, I was like, Jack Ripner, uh, Jack the Ripper, you, you know where we're going with this. And I was like, oh, that's kind of lame, corny. But I, I ran with it. I was like, OK, whatever. You kind of that never comes up later. The whole connection of his name being Jackson and, you know, Jack for short, Jack Ripner's. I don't know what that's about. But, hey, it's, you know, all is forgiven because I really enjoyed this movie. Everything from the the customers, the irate customers at the hotel that Lisa talked to in the beginning of the film, trying to walk Cynthia through a, a mistake that was made, that was accurate because, oh my goodness, I worked for the hotel industry and I worked for the airline industry. So the accuracy of a busy airport and just antsy and just irritable customers, very accurate. I'll give you that. Hand claps. And uh, eventually she bumps in. There's an altercation, a bit of an altercation that happens uh, at the airport. And Jack steps in to uh, talk the guy down and tell him to back off. And, you know, he starts to get to know Lisa and he sweet talks her and just, you know, ri he's risen her up. As the kids would say, he he's risen her up. And uh, she gets her seat and they board the flight or He's already on the flight at this at this point. She boards the flight as well. And lo and behold, her seat is beside his. She has the window seat. And there's more of the, the sweet talking and, you know, getting to know her. And then it just it takes this hard left of this man just being creepy and scary scenarios throughout the film where there's turbulence um, he gets up he has to help a woman with her her bag I forgot what else he had to help her with I think she had to put it up in the, the upper the, the cabin area and um, the older lady that 
Lisa spoke with early on in the movie at the beginning had given her this this book uh, by Dr. Phil. The, the lady happened to be a huge Dr. Phil fan. And so the, the old lady gets back up and, and she's talking to her about the book. And in the moment of just distress, as the guy is helping the other lady, she's trying as best as she can to write down a message, like just an SOS message, like, help me, this is what's going on. And <laughs> eventually he catches on to this. He knows what she's doing and he headbutts the shit out of her. I don't know why, but I busted out laughing. I forgot that happened. I'm like, holy shit. She's out for, for a little bit. I believe she was out for only half an hour. And as she woke up, he's giving her this aspirin to kind of like, you know, to get her back, you know, awake to ease the pain and everything. But she turns around to see where the old lady was seated at. And the old lady just looks like she's dead. Looks like something happened to her. And, um, uh, she wakes up though nothing happens to this woman and everything is fine and she has to make a phone call to the hotel she's talking to Cynthia about changing Keith's room from 3825 to 4080 room 4080 is being targeted by him to be set off i believe a missile is supposed to be set off to hit that room specifically not only to kill Charles Keith Charles Keith is the uh, deputy secretary for Homeland Security. So he's high profile. He's very important, not only to kill Charles Keefe, but the entire family. And so Lisa has to make this call to Cynthia to tell her to change the room. But in the middle of turbulence, the service gets knocked out and it's not, she plays it off. She, she almost played it off. And <laughs> he takes notice of this because the guy on the other seat, on the other of the plane, he could see that the phone went out of service and he's tapping the phone to get it to work. And he turns back to her and he snatches the phone. And that, that was another moment of him catching her. And it was just, it's fascinating that, that a chunk of this movie takes place on a plane. You would think at a certain point that, okay, it's going to come to a slowdown or, you know, a standstill or it's going to get boring, it's going to get stale. This movie takes a another hard turn. Uh, Lisa wants to go to the bathroom and she couldn't help but do anything but break down. She's trying to wash her hands. Her hands get full of soap and she uses the soap to, I guess, write a message on the mirror. Uh, eventually... Uh, Jack goes to this bathroom and just gets pissed. He starts kind of just throwing her around in the bathroom against the wall and everything, just intimidating her, scaring the hell out of her. There's a little girl that's also on this plane that takes notice of how weird and creepy he is. And that comes into play later on. It's, it's really cool how that plays out. That same little girl has to use the restroom and she's basically waiting on these two to get out because the jack walks into the bathroom a flight attendant walks up and pulls her back to the scene hey you need to sit down you need to remain seated you know and she's saying well there's a man in the bathroom and the flight attendant says well okay we'll just you know we'll wait she's up but he's in there with that woman and it's a little bit of a comedic moment it was kind of cool 
they eventually go back to their seats and they make the phone call about switching the Keefe's family uh, hotel room from 3825 to 4080. So all that's taken care of, all of that, you know, is settled. And um, man, this movie picks the fuck up in the last, what, 20 minutes? 25 maybe? Oh man, it, it gets good. It gets so good. Throughout this movie, well, on the flight, there's these two brothers bickering back and forth, and they're just talking shit to each other. Um, After the scene of them leaving the bathroom, a pen is taken from one of the boys, and the one of them's like, hey, where's my pen? Did you take my pen? And, you know, they're still talking shit to each other. But Lisa ends up taking this pen. I forgot about this scene, too. I forgot all about this. And... I don't think I'm that bold or brave enough. If I'm in danger like that, I'll I'll get to it. (laughs) Cause this was amazing. (laughs) So the plane lands and, and you know, there's that light that gives you the signal to unfasten your seatbelts and everything. As soon as that goes to the point where people can stand up and grab their bags and unfasten their seatbelts, she takes that pin, she takes the cap off and stabs them right at where his larynx is. Basically making him voiceless. He, he can't. He's wheezing throughout the rest of this movie. I was like, holy shit. I forgot about that scene too. And I was like, whoa. She gets up. She makes it off the plane. Uh, he goes after her. He goes into the bathroom to look at his neck. The pin is, is all the way in his fucking neck. And he pulls it out. So he makes a run for it. Going after her, the little girl that I talked about before, observed of how weird he was she pushes her bag in the way of him tripping him up helping lisa out so lisa makes a run for it and there she's just running throughout the airport trying to get away from this guy um somehow some way because i don't know if i was in this airport or in this scenario i would have been booking it i'm gone i know miami airport like the back of my hand so i'm gone <laughs> uh so she steals a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee and makes it to her dad's house. And in the midst of that, the hitman is there to kill her dad because I guess he was just impatient and he just got tired of waiting. So he wanted to just go do the deed and kill him. Uh, Lisa shows up in time to run him over and ends up killing him and going to check on her dad and everything. She's walking throughout the house and she's calling out for her dad. She goes back into the room that she left, only to find that Jack was at the house, uh, ready to attack her. And it's just this whole fight that breaks out, man, throughout the house is is awesome. Uh, She outsmarts him, eventually beating him up with, I believe it was a cane or an umbrella, if I'm not mistaken. She shoots him. He takes the bullet like a champ. (laughs) And he's getting ready to kill her, but the dad picks up the gun and ends up shooting him, killing him. And uh, yeah, that's, to be honest, that's the end of this movie. But not really. As far as taking out the bad guy, getting out of danger, that's the end. Uh, And then it goes to the scene where she goes to the hotel to check on Cynthia and the customers, the, the irate hotel customers. So accurate. The accuracy is on point. Uh, she confronts them and they were upset. This was the worst experience they ever had, blah, blah, blah. You know, the usual uh, art imitates life. So 
<laughs> and she's like, she needs to be fired. She's cheeky, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, and Cynthia looked afraid like she was going to get fired on the spot. She turns back to the customers and tells them, she's like, well, you can fill out a comment card and tell us about your stay here at the hotel. And the wife was like, a comment card? And then the husband repeats it again. He says, a comment card? And she said, yeah, fill it out and you can shove it up your ass. And, <laughs> and they, uh, they both walk off. And I believe the last line was, hey, how about we get some vodka or something like that? And... Lisa says, just as long as it's not a Bay Breeze. Bay Breeze is a drink that she normally drinks and basically was the drink that she was sipping on prior to the flight as she was talking to Jack at the bar. So, yeah, that that is the end of the film. It is a short film. It's, it's very entertaining. Um, it'll keep you awake. It's about, what, 86 minutes? Very quick and easy to get through. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I give it an 8 out of 10. I don't know why I thought this movie was just very low scale and didn't really garner any attention. It uh, it did according to the box office and DVD sales and, you know, critics and audience scores. So, yeah, great film. But with that being said, that wraps this episode up for me. Thank you for listening to episode three of the Terradome Highway podcast. And... I'll be back next week. I'll be talking about Cursed, starring Christina Ricci, Jesse Eisenberg, Joshua Jackson, Maya, I believe Portia Del Rossi's in it too as well. Scott Bale's in there. Judy Greer's in there. I think Craig Kilborn's even in this movie. <laughs> that was so random. Craig Kilborn. I'm like, when did this movie come out again? Like, is, Isn't this post-Craig Kilborn era? I don't know. But this is way after Craig Kilborn left the Late Late Show. But anyway, I'll be back next week to talk about that. A film that that spent a lot of time in limbo hell and a bunch of reshoots. And somehow, some way, that movie ended up being pretty decent. It's not the most fantastic film, but for what it is, I'm like, for what it went through, this movie's pretty damn great. So, and I already gave away how I feel about Cursed. But anyway, you'll hear my full thoughts uh, next week. And uh, see you then. Take care. Have a great weekend. Peace out. <laughs>